Hey girl, welcome to the Get Your Guide Coaching Podcast. My name is Anwar White, but you can just call me your own personal dating and relationship coach. Each week, you'll hear actionable advice, tips, and strategies that you can implement in your own love life. I'm talking about healing your heart, dating effectively, and understanding men so that you can, you guessed it, get your guide. Are you ready to level up your love life? All right, let's go. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. I have the amazing Kim Long with me today. Kim, tell everybody what you do and how amazing you are. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, it is hard to describe what I do. So I sum it up as goddess of romance. So that is what I go by. At the root of it, I'm a pure romance consultant. um, And pure romance is a company that is about empowering, educating and entertaining women when it comes to their body, self care, self love and improving their intimate relationship. Most of the times we do it in a party setting. And I um, I do a presentation It's stand up means sex ed. It's super fun. And it's a comfortable environment for women to kind of ask questions and kind of get down to the nitty gritty of sex and body and and relationships. And then people are able to order some of our awesome products and the hostess gets free stuff. Um, But then I like to continue the journey. I always tell people at the party, you don't want it to be in the one night stand. I want this to be a relationship. Okay, um, I like that. I I like that. (laughs) Yes. So I like to make that connection with my customer and be there for whatever she needs, whether it's a refill on something or just a question. And then that is what I truly feel is the consultant part of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Talk to me a little bit about how one gets into this kind of sex and sex toy business. Yeah, that comes up. How did you start doing this? Because I yeah. definitely went to our school um, to be an architect. <laughs> so, <laughs> how did that happen, right? Um, yeah. So it really happened. I went to a party. It was like a mom's gone wild party right after having my son. A couple of us ladies that were pregnant at the same time decided to let our hair down. And it was the first time I was exposed to a sex toy party or yeah. what it's usually called around the streets. Right. And um, I was so inspired by just like that environment of being able to ask questions and women are freely talking about sex and actually getting real information. Um, I grew up in a Caribbean household and Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, black Hispanic women, especially we don't hear or talk to our grandmothers, our mothers and our aunts about sex in the real way. Right. It's pretty much don't do it. Get pregnant. (laughs) Wait till you're married. And then after that, it's just like, whatever your partner kind of teaches you or wants or it's really solely dedicated to like especially for women pleasing your partner right and we are not about that right we're all about pleasing ourselves first and foremost right and a lot of women go through relationship after relationship or even a long-term lifetime relationship not really knowing what they like or what they want because they never had that opportunity to explore that in themselves it's kind of just about pleasing your partner um or just you know giving them what they want (laughs) you know like i have so many stories in those older generations that it's like that's what happens when your husband comes home and he's ready you just lay back and you do what you need to do and sometimes a baby comes out of it and to me that's like so crazy to to think that's like generations and generations of women it's just that's what their definition of intimacy and sex was like so So when you are doing these amazing really fun parties what do you say that helps them kind of get an understanding of really focusing on themselves and their pleasure 
Um, I really kind of try to give them permission and I, I try to keep it medical, right? People don't want to argue with medical facts. And in terms of medical, when we have an orgasm, we release these amazing hormones, including oxytocin that literally makes us healthy. It counteracts the stress hormones. Lord knows we got a bunch of those, um, right? Yes, and stress hormones, especially in women of color and women in general are connected to a lot of conditions like heart disease and hypertension that we suffer from. So I tell them, if anything, have an orgasm to save you some medical bills <laughs> right yes girl i love and, it and and in terms of their partner i told them do you want to depend on somebody else to be able to give you that to make yeah. you healthier yeah. no you should be able to go do it yourself that's like saying you can't brush your teeth by yourself um and the dentist is like but you you know your teeth are rotting right you're like yeah. no i'm waiting for my partner to do that it sounds ridiculous so to me i kind of try to equate it to that um yeah take hold of your own health whether it's mental or physical, because intimacy and orgasms and that feeling of euphoria and, and pleasure is connected to our mental health and our physical health. I know that's right. That's the same thing I feel about dating and relationships, right? Like you have to take control of it and you need to be the center of your movie or your story, right? Exactly. In everything that you do, we can't kind of give our power to men and expect them to make everything amazing and perfect for you because that's unrealistic and that's not going to happen. So I totally get where you're coming from. What are some of like the common questions that you get when you are having these parties, girl? Because <laughs> I know that like a lot of my clients don't really talk about it that much. And when they do, you would think we're in junior high and we're like, mm, I don't know, like, should I touch down there? Should I should I not? So what are the questions that you're getting? Because I'm sure that those common questions are the questions that my listeners have today. Right. In terms of solo um, self-pleasure, a lot of the questions are just like, where do I start, you know, um, and all that. And then I often get questions with people that are in relationships, like, um, how do I get in the mood more often? Because, you know, my partner always wants it. And I'm so girl, let's person. stop. Let's stop right here. <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> what do we do, girl? Because oh, the, the solo all I know, yes, girl, how do okay. we start? Because I, I know that sex is a very important part of relationships. And if you don't know yourself sexually, right, that could be a disjoint or a disconnect in your relationship. So it is important for you to know yourself sexually before you're going to a partner and really engaging, especially a partner that you know and love, right? You don't want to be the stick in the mud. <laughs> so talk to me, where do we start? How do we get in tune with our bodies and our own pleasure? In that moment when I'm at a party, I usually try to ask people questions like, do you touch yourself and what feels good? Um, often for beginner beginners, they didn't even touch themselves, right? So I usually try to get them to think back to whenever they did have intimacy with a partner, what was it that felt good? Um, was it more when they're doing foreplay, if your partner was touching you on your clitoris or your vulva, did that feel good? Did nipple stimulate? You know, I try to get them to kind of key in on those moments that felt the most pleasurable because that will kind of guide them to what toy or um, 
act will make them feel pleasurable with themselves. But if you're at home and you're thinking about buying yourself a toy, definitely take at least one, but definitely maybe a couple of different sessions with yourself and explore your body, see what feels good, what feels more pleasurable. So give me some ideas about these sessions. Like, how can I like get myself mentally there to say, okay, on Saturday night, I'm going to have a self session with myself. Right. And it's going to, the first time is going to feel so awkward, right? But set the mood, do stuff that you like, get your favorite dinner, you know? And if you like a bath, draw yourself a bath, light a candle, sage the house, whatever you like to do. (laughs) romance yourself take yeah, yourself out on a date I love that. um and then start off slow i mean it could just be like telling yourself how beautiful you are wearing a uh, um something like a pajama that's silky or feels good on your skin and even if it's outside of your clothes touch areas that you and just take note of what feels good and if it feels so good you want to continue in that section continue in that section there's no rules there's no you're by yourself so just explore your body and don't focus on getting to an orgasm right just like I'm sure you tell your people in relationships don't focus on getting a ring right listen to that person talk to that person get to know that person so it's the same thing like if you focus on just getting to an orgasm I think the whole point is going to be missed you have to kind of live in those moments and you say oh that's why I feel good let me rub it a little bit more oh wait no I don't feel that good and then move on to another spot and just really explore your body and get to know yourself um and to me that will kind of guide you the best way of what toy might help or what you know what other things when you do have a partner will help and you'll be able to coach your partner they want instructions exactly and everything girl (laughs) well they need instructions (laughs) and everything But I think for a lot of people, I think they don't realize how much our partners, especially our male partners, actually do want to please you. Even if it's even if it's a quote unquote notch on their belt, right? They want to be able to walk away and say, Yeah, I did that, right? Mm -hmm. So just speaking on it and telling them what feels good, but you gotta know it first, right? So they'll follow the directions. I hope so. They better. They don't have a well, choice. Well, then, then that's, uh, that's an easy filter if right. they don't fall exactly. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about misconceptions about like sex toys. I don't think a lot of people know a lot about them. So talk right. to me about some of the common misconceptions that you run across. I get two different ones. Um, on the female side is that either she's a freak or she's lonely. And then on the reverse side, we're trying to replace our partners somehow. Mm. And mm. using a sex toy will lead to either loss of sensation or we won't want the real thing because we'll be so used to the artificial thing. In terms of self-simulation, I think it, there are things that obviously a toy can do than your finger can't do. Or sometimes it's just, it's like having a buffet right you yeah. have choices and you feel certain moods even with your partner sometimes a missionary position is just all you need but sometimes you want to switch it up and do a doggy style or whatever okay girl right <laughs> <laughs> or maybe um in a less blushy way steak is really good but sometimes a good burger is all you want right That's so right. everybody wants variety and especially in a relationship with couples and i know sometimes men are or women are afraid of introducing toys but to me, it can heighten an experience, just introduce little things, the same thing over and over, whether it be good, get stale sometimes. So variety helps and enhancement. It enhances certain 
feelings or positions yeah. depending on what toy you choose. But also the true tea is that there are so many people that are doing this that I think yeah. a lot of people think that uh, not a lot of people have sex toys or that they're not using them or something like that. A lot of people are using them. They're just not talking about them. Am they're I right not talk- Exactly. Exactly. They're not talking about it. But I think it's that whole like in school, you either think everybody's doing it and you're the one that's not and you're nervous about it or the opposite. You know, it's like people get into their own heads thinking about other people. Do what's right for you. It doesn't matter. No, that's right, girl. I know that's right. Okay. So earlier you talked about uh, clitoris vulva stimulation nipple stimulation so walk all of us (laughs) including (laughs) myself girl because you know I don't know anything about any of that um about like what sort of toys I should be thinking about when it comes to vulva stimulation versus clitoris stimulation versus nipple stimulation well, um, all those three actually can pretty much be similar. Um, vulva, nipple, clitoris, those are all mostly external. Um, and you can use pretty much any kind of toy to stimulate almost any type of place. And so I usually um, tell people besides the exploration part, you might want to explore a toy that has a variety. So for example, you can get like, we have like body massages and I'm using quotation marks since you guys can't see us. Um, Body (laughs) massages might be like a massage wand, right? So you can use that all over your body for relaxation, but if it makes its way down to other places, it'll feel really good, Mm -hmm. right? So um, something like that, or maybe a bullet, you can use that to stimulate your nipples, your clitoris, but you can also stimulate your partner and his perineum. Um, um, that's the taint for those of us that don't know. <laughs> Some of us do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that can feel very pleasurable to your male partner, you know, or yeah. even a female partner. The taint or the perineum is very pleasurable for both of us. Um, so in that respect, you can get a toy that you can explore different ways of using um, things. There are a couple of no-nos, but for the most part. Talk to us about the no-no scroll. Okay, no-nos, one that definitely is a glaring no-no. For anal, you don't want to use like a regular bullet or anything that. Anal toys are specifically designed to keep you safe. So a bullet that doesn't have what we call an anchor or flange. So um, the muscles in our anus are very strong. So if your partner or you tense up a little bit, things can get sucked up in there if they don't have a wider base to keep it from going in there. That's a big no-no. You want to make sure like anal toys are specifically designed for those um, just for safety reasons. But for the most part, a lot of number one mistake of newbies is buying maybe a bigger vaginal type toy. And Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily want to use vaginal once we discover that we're using this big toy on just the clitoris. And it works, but it's you have a whole lot of toy for just you know our smaller clitoris so I mean almost every girl um if she didn't come to one of my parties ends up at a store and buying something bigger than she needs (laughs) so we've all been there but um most toys can be used for different things what I love about your parties too is when I think about purchasing sex toys it's like do I want to go to one of those stores I kind of don't (laughs) I don't want to be that girl in that store do Mm -hmm. I want to like buy it off of Amazon Still kind of not. I just love the fact that like you can do it with your girlfriends because you think a lot of us are talking about sex with our girlfriends too. And if we're not, it's an opportunity for all of us to kind of navigate that together in a really fun, safe way. So I just love everything that you do. I think it's so amazing. Um, Okay. So talk to me a little bit more about 
masturbation or you're calling it self-pleasure, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, masturbation is fine. It's a pretty technical term, but you know, some people just like, I say penis and people are like, oh. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, so depending on what your self-pleasure is a lighter way of saying, more romantic way of saying it, but masturbation is fine. How often is too much? How often is not enough? Like, I just want to get your thoughts about how to be thinking about it in a healthy way. Yes. I think for the most part, um, masturbation is healthy. I wouldn't put a cap on it except to say that as long as it's not interfering with your daily life, if you're oh, not girl, let's sacrificing. Hope not. <laughs> let's right. hope it's I not. Mean, especially in the times we're living in, right? Like we're not yeah. necessarily having to go into work or things like that. If you're, you know, missing out on on important things in your life for masturbation, then as with anything, it becomes an obsession and which can be unhealthy, right? But I think other than that, and as long as you're not hurting yourself in some sort of way, um, I wouldn't put a cap on it. Yeah. I know that earlier you were talking about all of the oxytocin, all of the amazing things that come up when you do have an orgasm, but just kind of stepping back a little bit, why is it so important to have this self-sexuality as a woman, especially today? Right. Well, like I said, it, I think it's it's just that you have that power. You don't, you're not giving somebody else that power. You're not waiting around for somebody else to give you that nice feeling, right? You're going out and you're taking it. To me, I get, you know, widows um, saying, oh, that part of my life is done. And I'm like, honey, with how long people are living today, yeah. are you telling me you're really going to live the next 20 years without an orgasm? That's To me, that's craziness yeah. to, to put that much of your happiness and your well-being into somebody's hands. And also I feel, especially for the youth, I sometimes try to tell mothers of like teenagers or preteens that they should probably be the first person to purchase a bullet at least something little for their daughters. And it's all about the empowerment, right? Especially women, as you probably know, we put a lot of stake into those feelings, right? Those googly mm-hmm. eyes, those butterflies in our stomach. And we lose our heads, up. girl. <laughs> exactly. Especially yes. when you're younger, right? And the boy, because he's taught to, he can go home and pleasure himself any time of the day, right? Or are they so doing it all day, every day? Exactly. But we're not taught that. So when he starts getting that, those feelings and start talking, you whispering in your ear and you guys maybe start kissing and touching and feeling, it's really hard. If you don't know that you can go back home and take care of business yourself, it's really hard yeah. for them to say no, right? Especially when the guys is just the tip and blue oh, balls this and all that. Right? No, we're not, no, we're not playing that game anymore. Right. But as younger, right. you know, when you're younger and you don't know any better, it's really hard. But if you give her that power, if you empower her to be able to say, no, I got this. I can go home. Yeah, you made me feel good. I'll go home and think about you while I buzz buzz. <laughs> you know? I know that's right. It, with the buzz buzz, girl. Away and um, she can take control more. She feels like she always can take control, but she feels more empowered to do that, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I know when you were talking about misconceptions, you and I asked you about how to start. The other thing that you were mm-hmm. saying is introducing it into a relationship. So yeah. how do you think is like, what do you think is the best way to introduce toys into the bedroom with your boyfriend and or your husband? 
I think uh, it's a conversation that has to happen away from the bedroom. Okay. Um, not at the point where it's you're already in an intimate setting over breakfast. I know it sounds weird over breakfast or no, it doesn't or, sound weird at all. I tell all of whatever. my clients when they're having serious conversations that it should happen when people are doing things and it doesn't feel like this like therapy session where you're looking straight into someone's eyes and you're like, okay, I have something very, very serious to talk to you about. Like you want to talk about it in those sort of everyday settings. And Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, men can actually understand and have those conversations easier when they're happening in those settings. So you definitely want to uh, right. And I think if we approach it in a way where you want it to sound like it's mutual beneficial. So if you're saying you can't just say, I want to use a sex toy, right? Because guys automatically think you're trying to replace their penis, oh, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, but if you say you want to be able to give her multiple orgasms, our first orgasm takes the longest, average 17 to 22 minutes <laughs> wow. um, to have an orgasm. If you add vibration, um, studies show that you can cut that time in half. And then once you have the first orgasm, the second, third, and maybe even fourth comes exponentially faster. It comes faster than the first one, right? Okay. Um, so let's say you get a bullet and you're having foreplay. You're maybe orally stimulating your partner. You're using the bullet on her clitoris. And if you're down there for shorter than usual time, because you're using a vibrator, you can have her have her first orgasm. And then maybe you go into having vaginal sex, vaginal intercourse, and her second orgasm comes faster and you keep going and her third orgasm comes faster than that. How amazing would that be? Just because you were able to use a little bullet or maybe even a c-ring okay so tell people what a c-ring is girl is that the thing that goes around the dick yes (laughs) yeah it goes around your penis and what it does it does two things especially if you use a vibrating one it not only keeps the um erection usually 10 to 20 minutes longer than normal Uh um but if it vibrates and it's hitting the clitoris it does what i just talked about which is help the woman come faster so it it makes the men last longer and the woman come faster um, because that average male is four to seven minutes from start to finish. So they're a lot quicker. Um, so it kind of evens the playing field. Um, and then you're able to last longer. Most men like to hear that, right? They're last longer and you can make her orgasm multiple times. And yeah. usually that kind of opens their eyes to it's not that she's trying to replace you. We're trying to enhance the whole experience for everybody. Yeah. And then, you know, you can play to their ego when you're away, baby. I want to be home. Now, sometimes I'm thinking about you and I just can't. Oh, girl, this, this, is, this is how you used to bag them, huh, girl? <laughs> <laughs> but you have to stroke, you have to stroke their ego because uh-huh. they feel pains. It's, it's, it's uh, to me when it comes to partners, sometimes they feel threatened. Men are getting better, I think. I have yeah, totally. They're shifting. I have partners that send their, their woman to my parties with their credit card, you know, say, get whatever you want. I even had a, a woman on a virtual call with me. She couldn't decide. And I said, is your husband around? She's like, yes. I asked him. I said, what does she like? <laughs> and he helped her decide. Mm-hmm. So they're getting better. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about maintenance. So how are we cleaning these toys? Like, how do we make sure that they last as long as possible? Give me the tea on all of that. Yes. So 
in terms of the toys themselves, you want to use a toy cleaner. Regular soap will not do. Um, most toys nowadays are made from silicone. So most soaps are too harsh and will break down the silicone, allowing germs to actually grow inside, which oh. we don't want. Yeah, I know. Didn't know that, girl. Yeah. And I know some people like to use alcohol. Alcohol dries out silicone, so it'll crack and the same problem will happen. So a good toy cleaner will definitely be a must. And you usually are going to clean your toy before and after use. And sometimes before. So what is in this toy cleaner? What is different a, about that versus mm-hmm. something else? Is there a, something else that we can replace it with that has the same ingredients? Um, or is it very a, unique and special? It's a milder type of soap. I wouldn't be able, I can look up the ingredients and tell no, you no. exactly. But just like you use shampoo and hand soap might be both soaps you're probably not going to use hand soap or dish soap on your hair, right? Because it's made specifically for hair, right? So it's the same concept. Most toy cleaners are specifically formulated to help not only keep silicone clean, but actually condition the silicone, make sure it stays nice and fresh so it lasts longer. So just be specific with your cleaners, you know, not soap does not is not all encompassing in general, right? Yeah, yeah, um, no, that's good. I never knew that there was like a sex toy cleaner that I Yeah, I know, a lot of people don't. Out. And I get that all the time. Like, can't I just use baby wipes? Can't I just use, and I'm just like, you trying to, ri-? listen, this $18 bottle of cleaner costs a lot less than your GYN copay, right? Hello. <laughs> so just be safe, right? Um, and then we also have a bag that has um, an antibacterial, antifungal, mold and mildew liner in it. So that takes extra precaution. So you can clean your toy, put it in the bag and keep it clean. Sometimes, you know, you get hot and heavy and cleaning before might not be um, on your priority. So you can keep it in this bag and you know that it was kept clean and safe during that time if you're really yeah. hot and happy and don't have time to clean it before mm-hmm. versus just like in a drawer letting yes. dust and then you pull collect. it out and you're like blowing on it yeah don't be it. that girl that's what kim's trying to tell you all don't be that girl with the dusty <laughs> dusty toy honey um okay so before we shift gears talk to me a little bit about oils and lubes and those sorts of things and how to incorporate those into the self-pleasure experience as well as the, you know, the partner pleasure experience as well. Right. Um, so we have a wider range of stuff, but um, I usually like to start when it comes to intimacy because um, we have a lot of bath and body and spa stuff, but intimacy, massage. Massage is really essential, I think, especially in a woman's life because massage, that touch, and we carry our stress a lot in our bodies and it helps to kind of release that tension, allow our juices to flow, literally. <laughs> um, oh, that's and right. Usually, and I told women, listen, you ask a man for a massage, most of the time he's thinking he's going to get some afterwards. So more than likely, he'll say yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so just make the job easier for him. There's massage gloves. We have this amazing hot massager that's reusable and you just click it and it gets up to 120 degrees and you can just have a nice hot sensual massage. We have some edible lubricants that you can use for a massage oil. That's amazing too. Um, and then we have some foreplay stuff like some edible lubes um to help with like little fun tasting and nibbling okay Um, that sounds interesting 
but lubricant to me is definitely a must. Um, a lot of people um, downplay lubricant because they think they're okay with their natural lubrication, but you have a longer sex session and you start getting that extra friction unless you're drinking water while you're having sex, which I mean, you can explain to me if you do that. <laughs> but we get dehydrated, we lose our natural lubrication, and then you get that soreness the next day, right? And you're mm. walking into work like a cowboy. <laughs> oh, never that. Um, Yes, you, you ran out of lubrication. So you got to just add, have some lubricant on the side of the bed, add it if you need to. Um, men should I be using, should I be using lube while I'm pleasuring myself? Yes, you can. Some women, you get a lot of extra lubrication. So if you're like pleasuring parts that aren't lubricated, like your outer lips and your clitoris, you can use some of your natural lubrication. But if you're using a toy, I usually recommend just having a little dab there just because lubrication for men and women, I think something like 85% of both men and women say that lubrication actually made them feel better and the heighten the pleasure because mm -hmm. your nerve endings likes that. So yeah, add some because it's not, it's only going to make it feel better. <laughs> right. And like I said, if you, if you tend to get sore a lot after having sex, especially like the next day, you want to start using lubricant because um, you can start to develop scar tissue um. and that will make you lose your sensitivity. So we don't want that have some mm -hmm. lubricant just add some no problem yeah. good awesome that's good information to know girl okay so i think you've talked a little bit about kind of your amazing fun parties i want to switch gears here and i want to talk about how you got your guy oh, so talk okay. to me a little <laughs> bit about that girl what happened how did it start give me all the details Yes, it was um, one of those not so classic um, high school sweetheart stories, I guess. We were a group that played basketball together, a couple of guys, a couple of girls. Um, as it goes, I was always the one that was kind of like away from like the the romantic side. I had a crush on him, but then, you know, teenagers, everybody starts dating and having history with each other. And I yeah. wasn't about that. So I kind of read him off because I'm like, I ain't going to be nobody's sloppy seconds. <laughs> Uh -huh. um, but then prom came and he didn't have like we all wanted to go together so he ended up kind of just being my date but it was it was just because like we we're all going together you know it wasn't supposed to be an official date um, and then after that he kind of just started like hovering <laughs> you know like I would always be the one to get off the train first because I had to go pick up my baby brother he would get off the train with me and walk with me and I'm like you gotta walk back to the train and get back you know doing those little things and I was just kind of weirded out I didn't know what was going on but eventually um we started to I guess casually date for the summer before college it was no pressure it was just like okay I'm going to college next week I guess we'll talk to each other. We never had that full like, okay, where is this going or anything like that, which I think was key in, in our happiness. Um, but girl, so I remember there. when we were in college, it felt like he was there every weekend. I was like, oh, are you enrolled? What's the tea? <laughs> yeah, so sophomore year, he visited, I think, a couple times freshman year, but sophomore year, he got on the bus sent an email to his mom that he was moving to Pittsburgh and knocked on my dorm door and became an unofficial um, student at our college and um, lived there on the down low. <laughs> um, and yeah, it just grew from there. And we've been together ever since. Um, it's been ugh, three beautiful kids as well. <laughs> yes, three children, 18 years. Yeah, I think that is such a fun, amazing story. I also think that 
a lot of people wish they had your story. Um, and unfortunately, that is not like the everyday kind of romance that happens, especially nowadays. It's like very different. The whole finding love and finding your mate is uh, less organic as it once I agree. was. I agree. And to you ladies out there, I do not envy you. I sending all the positive vibes out there to you. But I will say this, I do not let go of the fact that I'm thankful that we were able to grow together, right? Mm. Because we were young. And it could have gone either way. I'm thankful that we grew together and we were able to kind of take note of the bigger picture and decide to compromise and go together in certain yeah. ways, one way or the other. Well, it's about full acceptance, right? It's exactly. about accepting your partner, but also accepting yourself. You have exactly. to accept yourself first mm -hmm. before you can accept other people, one. And two, regardless of whether you meet your partner in high school or you meet them when you're 35, 40, 45, or, or whatever age, you're going to have to grow with them. Being in that relationship, I was just on the phone with a client, is going to hit at your most vulnerable points, right? Amen. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> in doing that, you're going to have to grow. And so that's the beauty of love and relationships, that it's, yes, it's great to have this partner, but the person that you become in the relationship becomes so much greater than what you thought you had the capability of becoming. Let everybody know how they can get in contact with you, how they can set up a virtual meeting and or create an amazing party with you so that they can have amazing sex toys and self-pleasure and partner pleasure. Okay, well, the easiest way is to probably DM me on Instagram. It's goddess underscore of underscore romance. Uh, shoot me an email, kimgoddessofromance at consultant.com. And I'm sure Emma will post my other deeds. Just contact me as long as I have an open date. It's a free party or free consultation either way. Awesome. Kim, thank you so much for being with me today. I had a lot of fun, but I also learned a shit ton. <laughs> so I really appreciate you being here and just giving all this amazing tea to both me and my listeners. Hey girl, thank you so much for listening to the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. If you like this episode and want to talk with me personally, please book a free consultation at www.getyourguycoaching.com slash apply or Subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk soon.